What's up, everybody? Welcome to your favorite podcast. It is indeed another episode of Quality Hang. I am Rod Brooks, and as always, I am joined by my partner in crime on this uh, podcasting journey we have uh, embarked on, the homie Marcus Osborne. What up, man? How you doing? What's good, Rod? I'm uh, literally sitting up here about 30 miles outside of Tahoe. Uh, This is the magic of modern technology. I'm in the car. Recording this from the phone as we speak, connected to you. It's a beautiful thing. And, and that's just illustrative of how dedicated we are to the craft <laughs> and how we are dedicated to get the people's, the content that they crave Preach. and they desire. That Preach. you are doing it uh, in a car. You know, for a second there, it did sound like a hostage situation. So I was going <laughs> to ask you to blink twice if you're okay. But it seems like you're doing this on your own free will. So we, we cannot push the panic button. It's all good. Real talk. No, I, and this is actually a respite for me because uh, the missus is out there uh, swimming up in the up, up river somewhere. So I'm, out, I'm just going to kick it here at the cabins and hang out and record this thing. And maybe by the time I'm done, she'll be back, so I won't have to go out there. Ah, it's it seems to me like you've got this, uh, you've you've got this dialed in. It's a, oh, now, I, I, I don't want to call it a scheme because that's a that 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 <laughs> word has a negative connotation. But it sure seems like you got it sort of schemed out. No, it's fair. No, you're fair. That's a fair word. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair word. Oh man, um, you know we. Since we've started this, and I don't know how many episodes we've done, you know, half dozen, eight, whatever. It's, yeah. it's a little bit less than 12. I know that for sure. Mm. It is unfortunate that we've done these episodes and we have to talk about another mass shooting. Dude. And as we record this, we are, what, uh, what four days, because uh, today is July 8th. We'll be oh. behind the curtain here. Yeah. Uh, there was a mass shooting uh, in the suburbs of Chicago, Highland Park, and on the on the fourth of July. And oh my God! This is where we are now with it. With we we've entered the gallows humor phase of the deal <laughs> because I'm sure you saw this on Twitter or people have even said it. Of course, it would be a uniquely American experience to have a mass shooting yeah. on the fourth of July. Two well, of them, right? Two, two of them. Yeah, yeah, and and then and then before that, we had what something else that is also uniquely American. Unfortunately, you had another uh, police-involved uh, shooting oh where uh, a, a guy was fleeing uh, police. I forget where it was. I believe it was somewhere in the Midwest, unarmed, but he was shot and killed yeah. sixty times. And while his bullet, bullet, he tried to say, riddled body was on the ground, they handcuffed him. So you had those oh two uniquely American things happen, a police shooting of an unarmed man of color and a mass shooting. You had those things happen within, what, 48 hours, something along those lines. It's just insane. it's crazy. But we built up to this in this country. Insane, dude. It's insane. I, I don't know. I, literally, Rod, there's only been one week that we've been doing this, the very first week where there hasn't been a mass shooting. Mm. It's insane. <laughs> It's insane. Like, what the hell is going on? And and listen, because we understand uh, the gun lobby in this country and the ghoulish politicians that do the gun lobby's business, uh, we know it's not our fault 
that uh, we've had these mass shootings. Because as Marcus said, when we started this podcast, that's all of a sudden now when things have gone crazy. It's not our fault. It's the fault of the politicians. It's yes, the fault sir. of the gun makers. Yeah. It's the fault of the people who will not protect the citizens of this country. Yes, and sir. what has it led to? People going to a 4th of July parade in one of the safest, whitest places in the United States of America. Highland Park, that's asshole. what it is. Yeah, Highland Park. Highland Park is literally a John Hughes movie. Why do I mm. say that? Because John Hughes filmed movies in Highland Park. <laughs> 16 Candles and 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 uh, Pretty in Pink. You know, all those beautiful houses you saw those teenage kids living in and partying in, those houses are in Highland Park. And that's a place where we had another mass shooting. So... God bless the USA, I guess. And it's insane because uh, we'll get to this a little bit later on in the news segment, but you know, the Supreme Court has now made it legal for any old schmo to carry a concealed weapon. Supreme Court wilding out there, man. So wilding. It, it is a rod. <laughs> the shit is off the Richter right now. And I don't well, I don't I don't want to get too deep into it because you'll get me started. But we'll just save that for the juice segment. Let's uh, do that. Let's get to it to the next thing. All right, man. Let's keep it light, man. Lifestyle take. What you got for me? Uh well, I was I'm on TikTok. I am on the TikTok and I fucking love it. And don't hate me. <laughs> but uh but listen, there's so much rich fodder for content there. It's insanely good for talk shows um so there are a wealth of uh, relationship uh counselors on tiktok and i came across one and she talked about something that i was never able to quite put into words but i do believe in uh she talked about let me look this this phrase up it is silent tolerance so the idea is this the idea of silent tolerance is this, and I've always talked about it with my, with my wife and actually any girlfriend I've ever had. Like, you know when somebody brings something up and then they say it's no big deal? Hey, you know, you you live you 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 lift your uh, you leave your socks on the floor all the time. It's no big deal. I just want you to know. <laughs> well, okay, like it is a big deal because you just brought it up. So you can't say it's no big deal when it was an issue enough for you to bring up. That's at least my perspective. And I'm not, you know, so myopic as to believe that every time somebody brings up something, it's, you know, a life-threatening thing or whatever. Because I'll bring up something every blue blue moon. I don't really give a fuck because I really don't. But when you're the person who's always bringing stuff up and then turn around and say it's no big deal, well, that means to me you're kind of a complainer. And you can be kind of a nag. And so this woman's advice was people need to learn the difference between bringing up something and something that is just a pet peeve or a minor annoyance of yours because they are not the same. And one will conspire to ruin a relationship and make every interaction between you and your partner start off on a negative foot. Sure. And the other is simply asking your partner to acknowledge uh, something that has been bothering you. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. Silent tolerance. Because in my household, there's always stuff that the missus does where I'm going, oh, my God. <laughs> but I don't ever bring this stuff up because, to me, I am like legitimately believe, like, it's not that big a deal. It's not yeah, worth whatever. the fight. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's not that big a deal. I don't, I, I, this is something, I, my feeling is this is something that bugs me. It annoys me. But it's not really a big deal. Like, nobody's going to die. I don't really give a shit. It's just a minor pet peeve of mine. So I don't bring this stuff up. On the other hand, Tove will bring up some stuff, boy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, 
Okay. And I'm always on this, you know, in this place where I'm having to acknowledge all these little pet peeves. And I'm like, damn, that's what it is. It's the silent tolerance. It's the big difference between uh, she and I and a lot of people in relationships. So I'm everybody, please do your silent tolerance. Everything is not worth talking about. So don't be passive aggressive. Basically, oh, that's, that's the worst. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because when that you say when, when you bring something up and you say it's not a big deal, to me that's just that's being passive aggressive. Unless I'm yeah. completely misreading this. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's just say it's a big deal. It's okay. I'd rather you say this is bothering me. Yeah, it just be upfront about it. Absolutely. But for a lot of people, they want to bring something up, but they don't want to get into they don't want to get into a fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they feel like if they just say, hey, I'm bringing it up, it's no big deal, then that, that kind of softens the blow, you know, instead of just saying, I'm bringing this up and it is a big deal. It, they, it, they, 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 people just, it's, they just don't want to fight. Yeah, man. I think that you, you, you mentioning passive aggressiveness, I think that passive aggressiveness is probably, for me, the most toxic communication style imaginable. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, it drives me insane. It's like I yeah. get to the point where like somebody will say something and they're being passive aggressive about something. And I know that it's something they want to talk about, but I'll ignore it. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> uh, or something like, uh, I mean, it's what could I think of? Oh, you know, God, I really am tired of always having to put the gas in the car. Oh, yeah, I guess that sucks. What's on TV? Like, I would rather just go, go there. Unless you're going to bring this shit up, don't, unless you're going to bring it up directly to me, I don't want to play this whole passive-aggressive game. So I just ignore it. And I think that makes them way madder. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, when, when you don't acknowledge <laughs> the, uh, the passive-aggressiveness mm -hmm. or, you, or you call it out. Even if you do acknowledge it, but you acknowledge it in its purest form by saying, hey, you know what? You're kind of being a passive-aggressive dick. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's when all of a sudden <laughs> the guns come out. <laughs> what's, what's, been, what's been, for you personally, what's been your own personal communication bugaboo? Like, I hate that I do this. I need to be better about this. Hmm. For me, uh, I'm... I, I tend to just not say anything. I'm just like, I, you know what? I'll just, and then I just literally won't say anything. And is that yeah. a healthy way of communicating? Absolutely not. Because, no. well, I'm not communicating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I will readily admit my flaws in that regard. But, eh, you know, but for me. But do you get, but do you get resentful? When no, 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 no. If it's a big enough deal, I'll bring it up. But I, it's, yeah. I, I think to get resentful about it, that's when it gets to be really corrosive. Yeah. When you start yeah. to resent, uh, you, 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 when you start to resent someone close to you, I mean, that's oof, that resent stuff. You know, resentment, mm -hmm. uh, jealousy. You know, that 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 kind of stuff. I, you know, I'd 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 rather it just be pure, uncut anger yeah. than resentment and jealousy, because that that stuff there is. Boy, I know. I, I think I think you and I are very similar in that regard because I tend not to bring stuff up either. But it's mainly because, again, most of the stuff that annoys me is not. I don't think that important. It's like my not a own big deal. <laughs> personal thing, and I could just be able to get over it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only, I, the only. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. I think as guys, we we are more prone to let things just kind of eh, whatever. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. we just, and, and maybe I'm generalizing and maybe I'm, I'm, I'm being a, a, a chauvinist when I say this, but I just, I feel like for a lot of guys, you're just like, eh, whatever. It's just not, it's just not worth it. Yep. I agree. Um, what is, what is the biggest piece of relationship advice you're going to give your kids? Who find a woman that has a very good relationship with her mother. Oh, and not, and, not and dad. Equally as important. Um, no, no. And I'll tell you why. And equally as important, <clears throat> if a woman has a bad relationship with her mother, uh-huh. run away. Because mm. there is nothing uglier, in my estimation, than watching a woman and, and her mother fight. Mm. And when, you know, who a woman and her mother, I mean, and you want to talk about a bond. Yeah, but 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 when there is jealousy, when there's resentment between uh, a a mother and a daughter, it 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 produces some of the ugliest fighting you will ever see. You it, it you will you will hear words that you have never heard before said in a volume <laughs> you have never heard before. And I'm I'm telling you this from experience. My uh, man. It's just a really 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 ugly scene. Yeah. And and when you have to contend with relationships are difficult enough as it is. But mm-hmm. when you have to contend with because listen, a a, a a a girl learns to be a woman from her mother. You know, I'm not saying that 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 if your mother's not involved you can't do it, but sure. you know really you you're taking cues from from the OG. Right. You know what I'm, what I'm saying? And by, the, by the way, that's not a misogynist statement. That's just like a oh, very yeah. the basic generalization. Absolutely. Yeah. So not yeah. I, somebody's going to say, well, not in this case. It's a generalization. It's just a basic generalization. Not everybody. But basically, this is a this is a fundamental truth. Go ahead, and, Ron, I'm sorry. Because because my thing is, and, and again, I've seen this. If a woman has a terrible relationship with her mother, it's a horrible thing to see. It's a horrible thing to, you know, when you're in that relationship, all you are now involved in that strife between the mother, and uh, and the daughter, um, because as the daughter's partner, you got to take her side, mm-hmm. and, you know, and and maybe her side is not the one that that should be <laughs> that should be taken. It's just it's just a really, really, really ugly thing. And if a woman in my estimation, and if a woman has a terrible relationship with her mother or her her a sibling, but more to the point of mother, and there's a really good chance that she's gonna have the, the, the difficulty having friendships with other women too. But just to get back to the mother thing, I've I've seen it and I and I, and I think the opposite is true. When when uh um a, a woman has a good relationship and a great relationship with her mother doesn't mean that things are perfect doesn't make that person or sure. or that family perfect but that eliminates something from the equation that that can be a very just an ugly thing it, like i said there to me there's nothing uglier than watching a mother and a daughter fight because they actively hate each other yeah, it, I, you know what? You're right. I've seen some of that go down, and it's not pretty, man. It's no, not it's not. It, it is the absolute opposite <laughs> of pretty. It's 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 frightening to see. So that that would be my uh, my one bit of advice. Let's uh, get to the toy department of life and sports. What you got, my man? Man, Kevin DeBrant. Can we just talk about our guy? Like I, <laughs> you I, would I, love I, nothing more than for two people that don't play professional basketball to do that. So let's yeah. do that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, <laughs> I feel like the more I try to just like I, it's weird. I have this weird not hate, but I have this weird love, but not always respect for Kevin Durant's 
for the way he handles stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what it is. He's um, a hard guy to understand, and that's exactly yeah, the way he makes yeah. it. And the thing is, I'm sure that if I met him, if we had had a chance to talk, he comes off as a, as when you when you get him in the right space, he comes off as a very thoughtful, uh, a very sensitive, and, and and moderately open guy. I've I've had one conversation with him. Um, did an interview with him. So you spend five minutes talking to him off the air. Uh, uh, myself, Bob Fitzgerald did maybe yeah. 15, 20 minute interview right when he signed with the Warriors. And I will 100% co-sign what you said. Okay. It was a, it was an engaging conversation with a person I found to be on the air and off the air. I found him to be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found him to be very intelligent. I found him to be not necessarily passionate in the fire and brimstone type way, but I found him to be passionate in the things that were important to him. So I just right. want to back you up on what you said, uh, your, your, your understanding of Kevin Durant is not one that is, is incorrect. He is the person you described and, and you described him perfectly, even though you haven't had a chance to talk to him. Yeah. And, and, and that's basically just from the aggregate interviews I've seen with him mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. statements, but then he'll make some decisions and I'm just going, what, what are you doing? And so that actually makes him that much more fascinating to me because yes, I want to know how you reached that decision. Like what in your mind made you decide to do that or respond in that manner or to have these burner accounts or to whatever. He just fascinates me. And the things that I hear other players say about him, that he's all about his ball. It's the number, most important thing in his life. Mm-hmm. And that actually comes through as well. So all this to say that with in light of all the trade talk, he wants to, and for those who aren't aware, Kevin Durant has made the demand to be traded. I don't even know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it, he can be traded. If I was in Nets, I wouldn't. I'd hold on to him. But that's just me. Uh, but it seems like he is always searching for something. Yes. And I feel like one of the things that his legacy will be is that Kevin Durant was great, but he may have never really reached his full potential as an athlete, as a professional athlete. And you could say, oh, my God, he's been an all-star game every year, and he's scoring titles and and MVPs and all that stuff. But I'm like, I just feel like there's always something left on the – like I felt about Shaq, like Shaquille O'Neal. I just feel like there's always something they left on the table. Well, here's the difference in, in, in those two. And, and I, I'm, I, I disagree with you in terms of Durant not reaching his full potential. Kevin Durant's going to go down as one of, the, one of the 10 best basketball players of all time. For it, sure. It just, just, just his skill set is, is something sure. we've, we've never seen before. And it, 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 I don't know when we're going to see it again. I think he is just as, as unique of a basketball player as Steph Curry is, 100%. as LeBron is, as as Will Chamberlain. Just just you just yep. look at him and go, what the hell is that? How yep. is it moving like that? How is it shooting like that? Um, and so I, I I think he's reached his potential, and 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 I think he's exceeded it. 
Uh, cause I remember him, you know, his one year at Texas when he was just this, this skinny kid and yeah. you were like, okay, this is, this is, this is odd. He's got skills, but I, what is it going to translate to? And now we're talking later and, and I know I'm not alone in my thought that Kevin Durant is going to be one of the 10. I'll stretch it out to 15. If you want to make an argument, greatest basketball players of all time in a league that's been around in the NBA now, you know, just finishing up its 75th year. The thing that makes him different than Shaq, or a lot of things that make him different than Shaq, but the thing mm -hmm. with Shaq, and Shaq will admit to this, Shaq was lazy. Yeah. Shaq was lazy. Shaq got fat, Shaq got lazy. Mm -hmm. Now, it, it, and, it, and for Shaq, it was, he was just bigger and stronger than everybody else. And that's not to knock his game. It's just a fact. But yeah. that, when he realized that he could use that brute strength, strength to basically do whatever he wanted to do, he didn't stay in shape and he didn't work it. It didn't work at things. And Shaq was not a good defender at, uh, at all. So I, you know, with Durant, he's not necessarily a lockdown defender, but Kevin Durant <clears> has worked at being a good <throat> defender. Shaquille O'Neal never worked at being a good defender. You know, you could get him into pick a roll and, and you could be Shaq at times. Oh look, yeah. Uh, look silly. And then he would just keep himself out of pick and roll oh, yeah. uh, situation. So the, the, the thing with Durant, he's just, he's a 21st century He's he's a 21st century athlete, and there are a lot of us, myself included, who are still looking at today's athletes in the 21st century athlete in a, through a 20th century prism. Yeah, and Kevin Durant lives his life online. Everything that Kevin Durant thinks, everything that Kevin Durant says, is there to be consumed. Whether he's doing interviews or whether he's 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 putting himself out there as he does on Twitter. Everything he thinks, every decision he makes is, is put out there for us to consume, digest, however you want to put it. It's just basically these new cats move different. Yes, Kevin Durant, even though he's he's been in the public consciousness since he was 19 years old, he's been around for a long time. Kevin Durant is one of these new cats. And that's not to say that he isn't he isn't as worthy or or the old way of doing it is better. They just do it differently. And he's one of those guys. He's at the forefront of them just doing it differently. Yeah. And if he doesn't like a situation or he wants a situation that's more conducive to how he's feeling in the moment, he's going to do what he feels like he needs to do to make that situation one that works for him. And we really haven't had athletes to do that in the manner and the volume that a guy like Kevin Durant has done that. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, it, it, I think you're uh, completely on the mark with that. Uh, there is, is there is a mentality that oh God. So I, 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 every time I say something, I end up getting in trouble with some some fan base. Uh, <laughs> some fan base is gonna be mad at me. Well, fuck it. Uh, Kobe Bryant. At, at this point, people are essentially by default. He's one of the five to seven greatest players of all time. I don't know that I'd necessarily put Kobe there. I, I don't I don't believe that. He's he's I, top I, 10, top 10, 15, like Durant. Well, that that's always been my feeling. But, but you know, the, there are Co Kobe hey, Bryant. Hey, 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 man, Kobe stands. Kobe Ooh. stands are like Tupac fans. Ooh. You say something bad about Tupac to this day. Ooh. Walk around the East Bay or Marin City Ooh. here in the Bay Area and say something bad about Tupac. Man. You will catch the blues. And man. Kobe stands are just as passionate about number 24 slash 8. Say oh something God. bad about Kobe, they lose their ever-loving mind. Right. When these dudes hit me with, you know, Kobe's easily top three. 
No, but no. I'm, I'm like, no. what? You're insane. <laughs> no. You're insane. No. You're insane. And I saw a lot of Kobe. I'm not one of these people who like talks out of my ass about what. Like I le- legitimately watch these guys play ball. Of course, so, I love I loved Kobe Bryant. Loved Kobe Bryant as a player. But that being said, as I keep telling these cats, listen, Kobe was great, but Kobe didn't really come into his quote unquote greatness until after Shaq left. Because when Shaq was there, that team was Shaq. Period. Ooh. Period. Kobe. Listen here. Here's where I give Kobe his props. Kobe made Shaq better. Kobe pushed Shaq, which is why they 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 eventually yeah. fell out. But because Kobe could see that Shaq was fat and lazy, absolutely. And 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 so I give Kobe props because listen, for a, a guy you know who's physically smaller than the person he was pushing, yeah. for for him to do what he did, it, it it takes balls. I will give him absolute credit for that, and I will <clears> agree <throat> with you that Kobe winning a title after Shaq left, I think that cemented Kobe's legacy as one of yeah. the true greats. Of all time, I am not going to put him top five, and I'm yeah. definitely not going to put him top three. But if you want to argue top ten, I'll argue with that. I'm sure fine with that. T- sure. Top fifteen, top twelve, top twelve, easy, easy, easy. And to be one of the d- the dozen greatest basketball players of all time in the league that's been around for seventy five years is a major, major accomplishment. Yeah, it doesn't suck. And 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 you you get to you make my point that I'm slowly getting to uh, that Kobe had a mentality. Mamba mentality. I fucking hate that. I think it's so stupid. I think that's, it's, the, that's the corniest shit I've ever heard. It, it sounds like something made up, you yeah. know, to, to for, you know, from yeah. some bullshit marketing firm in New York. Yeah, yeah. the mom mentality. But I will say this: that mentality, I definitely believe that if Shaq had that mentality, and oh. and, and, and I will, he'd have been this, the greatest player of all time. If Kevin Durant had that mentality, he'd have been the greatest player. I think Durant. And I and I tell you, it's a subtle difference, but it is a difference. Kobe Bryant was in, not just interested in winning. Kobe Bryant was interested in making sure every single person on his team was interested in winning and yeah. doing shit the right way. Yeah, and that yeah. is leadership. Yeah. And whether you, I don't. I'm I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I, I mean, I personally couldn't have played with a guy like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan because we'd have been fighting. But you still need dogs like that to yeah. get in people's asses and to push and prod folks. I think that is, for me, the only thing that would say, that would, I would go, ah, love KD, but I wish he was this. Because but I think, I, 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 I think that gets sentence. to the 21st century athlete thing. Those guys, there's one guy in the NBA that does that right now, and it's Jimmy Butler. But you yes. used to have one guy on every team that 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 was the dog, the alpha, uh, the the Kobe, the Michael. Not necessarily to to their the, the, to their great talent level, but just the guy who didn't take no shit and yeah. didn't let dudes slack off. There was used to be one guy on every team. Well, now because things are different, that type of type A asshole, ass kicking leader, yep. guys just don't vibe with that anymore. They Unless and, and, and they and they don't want that and they don't try to be that athlete because they look at that as yo man that's an old school stupid way of doing it I'm gonna do it my way which is how you end up with guys who are seemingly soft spoken and 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 don't really give off the vibe that they are are all about winning and making sure everybody else is is of that mentality as well. But that's only true 
if the player isn't somebody that people respect. Like if like Draymond Green does it, Jimmy Butler yeah. does it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, forgot about Draymond. Guys like I mean, love him or hate it, Pat Bev does it. LeBron does it. Like, and you think about the teams that have won championships the last decade or so, they all have at least one guy like that. And I think that that, for KD, if he was that guy, I think the Thunder probably win two titles. <laughs> two titles. <laughs> that team, the, be- the best team to never, to never win a title, not counting the 73 and 9 award, but like the teams that get to that, that Western Conference final. That Thunder team was fucking loaded. Yeah, they were, they were young, though. They were so young. But so were the Warriors. Uh, yeah. So were the Warriors. I mean, KD and Westbrook are the same age as Clay and Dre and Steph. Steven Adams, that dude, that te- go back and look. That's a loaded. I still don't know how the Warriors managed to come back on that team. Well, that I, could, team... I, I could give you one person, one game. Clay Thompson, game <laughs> six. That's how it happened. <laughs> but they down, they down 3-1. Like, they, that team was so good. So good. And we, we, we don't really appreciate how great that team was because the Warriors were so great. Yeah. Those dudes were fucking insane. Yeah. And I do believe that if that team had had a Durant – with a Kobe Bryant mentality, they don't lose. It would be odd to see Kevin Durant try to have that type A. It would. Personality. It would. It, it would. It would be. It would. It, it, you would look at him like he was wearing an ill-fitting pair of pants. Yep. You'd be like, "Why is he doing that?" Yeah. I, I. I. I would rather. I, I'm cool with how he gets down on the court. I think oh. some of the stuff he does, you know, on, online, it's just not for, you know, not for me, but you know, I'm from a different gen- generation. Again, these young cats, they, you know, they move different. I, I, just, I think with him, <laughs> if here's where he and Kobe Bryant are different. I don't think Kobe Bryant would have been going out there searching. You come, you play with me. Yeah. I'm not going to find guys to play with. You come and play with me. I, well, I let's not Durant, forget. He's clearly he did, trying to search. He did Still demand search. that trade. Which one? Uh, Kobe, 2007. He well, everybody has you know one or two of those fits <laughs> in their career. <laughs> you know the, the the Rockets basically had Akeem Olajuwon traded to Miami for Ronnie. Oh my Cycle. God! So you and know, I, every, you know, everybody doesn't. And I'll say this, right? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have a problem with the way Kev does his thing at all. I just think that, and this is what I mean when I say there, there he may end his career without actually really reaching his top potential. I think Kevin Durant could have been the single greatest player in the history of the game. Like I believe he is he has that kind of talent. And every time every team he goes to, he's going to be the most talented player on that team. And I'm not saying he's going to be the best player, but he's definitely going to be the most talented player on any team he goes to. And I think that that Thunder could have won two two rings. I think the Warriors obviously got his two and real talk if this dude was really had that dog in him, and I'm not saying he needs to be that, but if he had that dog in him, he might be on his. I just I'm not certain that he's the guy. He's your he's your secret weapon. He's your luxury, but he's not the guy who's going to lead your team at the top. He's not the guy you turn to when there's uh, inner turmoil with the squad. He's not going to be the guy to no, get, get, get everybody. 
Yeah. That's not, he's not him. Gonna get, no. He's not going to get folks refocused. No. If times get hard or if we fall down, he's not going to think, wait a minute. It's all good. Just give me the ball. I got us, et cetera, et cetera. He's not even going to do that. He's just going, you know what? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Just, you know, let's just go out there and ball. He, he's, he said this a lot. I, I just want to go play basketball. Yep. That's that's mm-hmm. all he cares about doing, and and yep. and I think that that single-minded determination, I I I admire it, I mm-hmm. respect it, but I think for a lot of people, they they and, and you seem to be one of them, they 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 want more from him, and he's like, no, nah, <clears throat> I don't have to give you more. I give you thirty-five and twelve <laughs> on the court. <laughs> you and, know why? Why do I have to give you more? And 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 I'm to a certain extent to to a certain point, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I get I it. I don't think I he has. Kevin Durant owes no one anything because he and again this is not a knock on him as a player because he's oh, yeah. not a slouch he's never going to be out there and 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 mail shit in Durant's going to go out there he's going to ball hard he's going to lead your team in scoring he's going to lead your team in re- he's going to not slack off at all but there is that fifth gear that you know better or worse I just don't think he has it and I think that that's actually something I would think about as a GM when I'm building my team. If I want to build my team, I want Kevin Durant as my talent centerpiece, but I'm not going to view him as the guy. He's going to be the guy who gets. But I'm going to look at some other core pieces in order to in order to really build a championship caliber team. No, I I, I think that's that's more than a fair statement. I, I really do. Uh, pop culture wise. I'll start because I, I, I want to start with a cautionary tale. Go for it. And it's the tale of a uh, of a young man who flew too close to the sun. <laughs> uh, there's a young man out there. We told you a few weeks ago about the guy who was running around the Bay Area impersonating Clay Thompson. Yeah. Um, well, there's a guy who's been running around the United States, uh, spent a lot of time in uh, Houston, shout out H-Town, uh, impersonating Drake. And he calls himself... Wait for it. Izzy Drake. <laughs> I-Z-Z-Y Drake. Get it? Ha ha. Izzy Drake. We'll call him uh, Fake Drake uh, from here on out. I love uh, it. Fake, fake Drake has been uh, running around, going to clubs, showing up, and people, oh my God, this Drake. And like, no, it's Fake Drake. And clubs, they have been paying him a certain amount of money, according to Fake Drake, uh, to come to these clubs. Well, young boy uh, started to feel himself a little bit and he felt himself a little bit too much and it's gotten him in trouble went to a Mm. club in houston a little bit after drake's most recent album came out fake drake got kicked out the club funny because the dj it's it's a hilarious video because the look on his face as they're kicking him out the club is the look of a guy who's getting kicked out the club (laughs) and you don't even need to have been kicked out the club or seen someone get kicked out the club to know the look of of a guy who's getting kicked out the club but the club was was you know because drake spends a lot of time in houston and the club is cool with Drake, and they're like, no, you got to get out of here. So old boy didn't take the hint, and he kept pushing it. And this is where he flew too close to the sun. (laughs) Fake Drake got on Instagram and challenged the real Drake to a celebrity boxing match. Oh, man. Now, I pretty much would love to see that, but (laughs) fake Drake is like, nah, 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 that's just not going to happen. So what did, so I'm sorry, real Drake said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. So at that point, the real Drake had had too much. How did this guy, uh, you know, making uh, money off of, uh, off of his name and the fact that he bears a slight resemblance to Drake and most it has to do with 
skin color. Because once right. you get past that, you're like, you when you really look at him, go, yo, man, that dude don't look like Drake. It's just the skin color. So real Drake has had enough of this. So what did real Drake do? He did what real ballers do. He called his homie, his homie Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, why snap. do I mention Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, the guy who runs Instagram? Yeah. Because fake Drake, after challenging the real Drake to a celebrity boxing match, was kicked off of Instagram. That's hilarious. Wah, wah, wah. That's hilarious. Uh, we have yet to hear from fake Drake, probably because, well, he can't get on his preferred social media site, Instagram. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is a 21st century tale of a young man who flew too close to the sun. It was okay for a little while impersonating Drake until you pissed off the real Drake. And See? the real Drake called one of his real powerful friends. And now the fake Drake is sitting around looking stupid and you, not like Drake. You got to know your boundaries, homie. And that oh, yeah, is, man, you got to keep that on the low. By the way, baller. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit my boy up to have you kicked off of Instagram. <laughs> Holy That's a shit! Flex. That is that is the textbook definition Holy of a shit. flex right there. <laughs> I'm gonna call him. Oh, no, Zook. you you want to box with me? No, I don't get physical with people. I make phone calls to important people to get shit done. Good this is really mess. the only time I've actually respected Drake because that right there is a power move. Oh my god, dude. That's amazing. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I got, the old boy got kicked out of a real club and he got kicked out of a social media club. All in <laughs> the same day. I, <laughs> that's called getting clowned. It's I it's got, over. It's a wrap. <laughs> I got I got one. Um uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh rapper singer Doja Cat. I am. I, I actually like her a lot. She was in uh, the racial chat room showing feet. Shout out to Noriega. If you know, yeah. you know, you 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 know the reference. We'll leave it at yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she tried to slide up in the DMs. I don't know if you watch the show Stranger Things. I do, and uh, she tried to slide up in the DMs of one of the elite actors. I got a puppy here. I think is having a heart attack in his sleep. Um, so she slid up in dudes DMs. Noah Schnapp is his name. Or maybe it's Snap. But she slipped in his DMs trying to hook up with his boy, Joseph Quinn, who is a co-star on Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. So they had this whole DM exchange, et cetera, et cetera. She was like, you know, is your, does your boy have, is he single, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this kid, he's a young guy. He's like 16, 17 years old. He took that DM conversation and he posted it all over social media. <laughs> And and uh, Doja Cat was not thrilled with this. She says, uh, oh, as a matter of fact, the text was, hey, can you tell Joseph to hit me up? Wait, does he have a girlfriend? And he's like, and he wrote back, well, why don't you slide into his DMs? So she posted this, he posted this entire conversation and she was pissed. She called this kid a snake the whole night. And I'm like, I have mixed feelings about this, Rod. Because as much as I think we had a conversation about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I side with her. I would be pissed if I have a conversation with this person in the DMs and they post all this personal shit out there for the world to see, especially when I'm an international superstar and everybody right as if I'm you did. And so I would be pissed. 
years old, and this is up, and it is like I can't say that I wouldn't do it too. I can't say that I definitely would not do that. I would not post those DMs. Not likely, especially seventeen-year-old me. I probably couldn't wait to tell everyone. She hit me up, and she's trying to get at my boy. Pick for me. All the women are going to be yeah, on me. I, I, listen, old girl ain't got a leg or foot <laughs> to stand on. You are an international quote rap end quote superstar, <laughs> and you sliding in the DMs being thirsty. Nah, 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 nah. That, that's messy to begin with. Yeah. And, uh, and you slide into the DMs. You got to know who you're dealing with. Listen, and this is just this is one of the basic truths of adulthood. Know who you're dealing with. Yes. If you are going to be thirsty and slide into people's DMs, slide into a 17-year-old's DMs to try <sighs> and hook up with uh, with one of his coworkers. Yeah. You have to somewhat reasonably expect that that conversation is not going to stay private because yes. you're dealing with as an adult miss doja cat a 17 year old <laughs> child That's so right. maybe you should be a little bit smarter and look at the situation and maybe just you know instead of calling him a snake and all that kind of stuff maybe just look at the situation and and have a little humility and be like hey a girl's just trying to hook up yeah and you know what he put it out there i wouldn't have done it but you, you just got to take the l and she's got not to. taking the L. She's like, oh, well, he's a snake and he shouldn't do this. Like, no, you're, you're, you're looking like an asshole. Like, yeah. is, is, is what you're doing. Ain't nothing wrong with trying to get a piece. And nope. ain't nothing wrong with sliding in in, in DMs and trying to holler at, at a guy's uh, co-worker. Uh, but all of a sudden now, you want to try and be Miss Hall High and Mighty? Like, get, get out of here with that nonsense. Just you, you, shut up. You slid into somebody's DMs. That stuff never stays private. It never, it never stays private. Get out of here. And plus, this cat is seven. This kid is seventeen years old. So the guy she's trying to get at is twenty nine. Why didn't you hit him up in his DMs? Right. He's, yeah. She, he's she right. no. She's being mad thirsty, dog. Is what she's doing. I mad mean, thirsty. damn. All right. I just wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's being thirsty. Absolutely thirsty. Uh, pop culture take a movie recommendation from your boy Rod B. Uh, oh. New Beavis and Butthead movie. I highly recommend it. Beavis what? and Butthead do the universe. If you're a Beavis and Butthead fan, and I am, you will get that itch scratched. I happen to believe <laughs> that Beavis and Butthead are two of uh, history's greatest, uh, 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 one of history's greatest comic duos, uh -huh. and they are pop culture uh, critics of a, of the highest order. <laughs> and uh, if you like a good uh, a good dick joke or a good butt joke, you're always going <laughs> to get that from Beavis and Butthead. So uh, Beavis and Butthead do America. I believe it is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. If you're an old school fan of B&B like I am, get blessed. It is is this their second film? Yes, uh, the first one, uh, uh, cinematic classic, Tour de Force, Beavis and Butthead do America. This is not as good as Beavis and Butthead do America, but that is not a failing, Marcus. Of right. Their current film, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. It is more of a statement in, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to cement the awesomeness that is, of course, the cinematic classic, Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> There's Rod B's movie review. We will do these uh, periodically. <laughs> I used to love Beavis and Butthead, man. No, God, it's the best. It's the absolute best. Old school MTV. And speaking of old school MTV, as we roll on through our takes here, 
uh, my random take is uh, continuing on the theme of music. Uh, what happened to all the male R&B groups? Where the fuck are they? Right now, there is a dearth of male R&B groups. Like, there's female singers, there's male singers, there's female groups. But where are the male groups? I can't find one. And I'm like on my Spotify all the time. I love discovering new music. Like I'm not that dude where I'm just I'm kind of stuck in my own era, quote unquote. I love discovering new music and it's not going to be mainstream. So you just have to dig through your Spotify, your Pandora, and there's a bunch of stuff there that you'll like. But I can't find any male R&B groups. Watch what the fuck happened? Is like, where is my after seven? Yes. Where is my take five? Where's my new addition? Exactly where they are, Marcus, and why we don't have them anymore. They are in the studio, SoundCloud rapping. There's where, <laughs> that's, that's where your male R&B groups are. It's just one guy named little young NBA polo something along those lines. And listen, when it comes to groups, listen, you get into the you you get into the music business for the ladies or the ladies for the men, and you get into it for money. Mm-hmm. Well, when you have to share those things, the spoils, the opposite sex, and the money four or five ways, you look at that and go, or I could just be little young NBA polo whatever, <laughs> and I could be one singular rapper. Hmm. I think I'm going to go down that road. Uh, so they've all become rappers. And of course, in, in this capitalist society that we are currently suffering in, it comes down to money. If I'm just one guy, only one guy, this guy is getting <laughs> paid. If it's four or five guys, then everybody's <clears throat> going to want to get paid and everybody's going to want some of the spoils of victory. And that's all of a sudden when uh, the drama starts. I think it's a real, real cultural shame that this is like this is our thing we invented the boy band like where is where is i just saw usher uh usher's tiny desk concert I saw that, yeah. and i'm like i miss this type of shit man just a dude who can get up there and sang and not a lot of bells and whistles just get up there with his voice and charisma and just sing the hell out of some songs and we still have just male artists solo guys who can do that old school r&b but it's it's weird not to have uh, a current boys to men or new edition uh or hell even a ready for the world or a guy like Ooh, ready where, for the world Ooh. where is everybody oh sheila you mm, know mm, what it mm. is oh no I, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> you about but know you know what but, it is. listen man young cats they just they, they don't spend time in the cafeteria somebody banging on a beat and somebody <laughs> singing they just they just don't do that you know but listen but they they're, they 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 rap now and I, I mean, I really don't want to get into this, but auto tune, man. You don't have yeah. to sing. All you got to do, man, is kick on that auto tune, and boy, and the, you'll get a, a million streams or whatever the hell they do now. Then, then you're Fetty Wap, making yeah. weird yeah. vocal sounds that people love. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's so strange. Yeah, that, that's that, that's just the way of the world. That's there my aren't, call. There aren't, there aren't going to be any more Earth, Wind, and Fires, Marcus. That that's my call out. We need the brothers to get together and get out there and start singing with some some fellas again. Get out there and start harmonizing. Fellas. Yeah, man, we Do need it. that. What you got, Rod? Start, you know, start learning some steps. Start yeah. doing all that kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all about it. Hey, you know what? We should teach a class. We should make a bunch <laughs> of the five heartbeats. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh...
<laughs> oh man uh it's it's kind of a sports take but i'll put it in random takes you know the same uh day that it was announced that kevin durant was desiring a trade from the uh from the brooklyn nets to me the biggest sports story that eclipsed the kevin durant durant news huh. and one of the biggest sports stories for me of all time hit with usc and ucla oh. leaving the pac-12 oh for the big 10 wow um, if you follow college football you know the big 10 is basically a midwest based conference of of universities there yeah. most notably led by ohio state and michigan but you got indiana uh illinois penn state's in there Michigan nebraska's state? in there Pac-12 schools have all been basically West Coast California schools. They added Colorado and Utah. The Arizona schools are a part of it, along with the Pacific Northwest schools of Oregon and uh, and uh, Washington. Well, I don't want to get too kind of wonky into why it's happening, but always understand nowadays it's about money and it, and what's driving the money is television, mainly ESPN and uh and fox and because uh the sec the southeastern uh, southeastern conference all of a sudden i got a lisp the southeastern conference <laughs> expanded to bring in texas and oklahoma in a few years uh the big 10 which is you know in essence run by fox sports they felt the need to expand and usc and ucla who felt like they've been feeling the drag of the pac-12 conference decided you know what we are just going to up and bounce and listen you we, we should have seen this coming maybe not as drastically with the two la schools leaving the pac-12 used to be the pac-10 going to the big 10 which now has 16 schools but don't think about it too hard to make your brain explode hmm. but the reason this is happening again it's because of money usc and ucla they can make more money being a part of the big 10 which has a better television contract uh, courtesy of Fox, just like Texas and Oklahoma left their respective conference, the Big 12, to go to the SEC because ESPN is paying the SEC a boatload of money mm. to uh, to broadcast their games. And they're doing this because eventually, finally, they're going to have to start to pay the players. But for all the people who are <laughs> ruining the the uh, and lamenting all of the change in college football with rivalries and conferences really not meaning anything understand this if college football would have done what they should have done 15 20 years ago and compensate the players and treat them as employees of the universities instead of trying to, to pass along this student athlete bullshit uh that they've been passing along in the ncaa where they're, no they're their kids going to school they're not they're employees of these respective universities and they should be compensated as such if they would have done that 20 years ago they wouldn't be in a position right now to where they're just trying to get as much money as they possibly can because they know they're going to have to pay the players in the the traditional way in which a player would be compensated for their skill and their time. That's why this is happening right now. It's ESPN and Fox, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're trying to get the best product on their uh on their air but they're taking advantage of a college system college football system right now that is in chaos and in flux because these assholes who run it who kept all the money for themselves for years are now finally understanding that the chickens are coming home to roost and they've got to secure these dollars because they're going to have to pay the players that's it that's all they're the ones who fucked up college football from you know from the traditional way and the sport has grown it's not regional anymore it's mm -hmm. national.
But if they would have paid the players like they were supposed to a couple of decades ago, then you wouldn't see the drastic seismic changes we've seen over the last few years in college football with the conferences and realignments just basically going wild. Rod, you know, I I don't even – I can't believe I didn't uh, mention this myself. Like, this is uh... – this is a lightning bolt, man. That's, that's what, dude. When I heard that that news, it I had to sit down. I'm like, I, I can't. the The idea that that USC and UCLA not only are leaving the Pacific 12 Conference, right, but going to the Big Ten, wow, it just, it, it 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 almost didn't make any sense. And then when you think about it, you're like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> well, and so here's, I mean, I, I don't think even people are really thinking this stuff through. Like, how does this affect, uh the college football playoffs. Like, this is going to be some interesting shit <laughs> because it's just the power conferences, right? It involved. So does this, does this mean maybe USC and UCLA will actually get better players now and they'll be able to compete? And this, if they start competing with Michigans and Ohio States of the world, what does that do to those teams? I mean, what, what, it, what it guarantee? Listen, if, if UCLA or USC wins the, the as we now know it, Pac-12, in, in a certain year, and the Pac-12 is at a strong, and those teams are not as strong as what you get out of the SEC or the Big Ten. Yep. Pac-12 teams don't make the, the 14 college football playoff. If you win the Big Ten, a, a 16, 18, 20 team Big Ten, you are going to the college football playoff, and the college football playoff eventually is going to expand, so you don't even have to win the Big Ten or win the SEC. When it becomes a 6 or 18 playoff, finishing second will be just as good. And that's all that's all these teams want is just to be able to get into the playoff. But if it stays at four, which it is right now, you win the big you win the Big Ten, you win the SEC, or even finish second in those two conferences, you stand a really good chance of getting in. Winning the Pac 12, winning the ACC, winning the Big 12 really don't mean shit. Well, that's the thing. a really good team from those conferences because they're they're deemed as lesser conferences. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, why should they even be involved in the that rotation, that playoff conversation? Anymore? Well, they're kind of not, really. <laughs> I, I, just <laughs> kind of not. <laughs> I, I, I say at this point, expect and simply take whatever the top-ranked teams are. Fuck the conferences, but the conferences will fight that tooth and nail. Yeah, I mean, we're just we're we're getting to we're getting to super conferences. We're already there with the SEC and the Big yep. Ten. And so, what happens with the rest of the the Pac-12? What happens with the Big Twelve? What happens with the rest of the ACC? Because more than likely, Clemson, Florida State, maybe Miami, those teams are going to end up in the SEC. The Big Ten might get North Carolina. I mean, this thing is just starting to get crazy. So we're going to get to we're probably going to get three. 20 team super conferences that's what's going to happen that's and wild dude. The, rest, the rest of, of college football is just going to be later for you i mean it, it it is unfair but hey man we live in a capitalist society hey we college haven't even is capitalism we haven't even talked about how it affects the hoop hoop is a little different because of of the 64 team tournament which might that's true. actually end up end up that's uh, very true. expanding so hoop hoop is different football is is the bus driver yeah uh football makes the money uh football gets uh, gets the ratings uh football is the one uh the yeah. ncaa has nothing to do with the bowl games in yeah. college football which are are going to be falling by the wayside they have nothing to do the ncaa with the college football playoff the ncaa for now runs the the runs march, march madness but there has been talk of of kicking the ncaa out of that and the the schools just running it themselves so again uh, but this is all based on 
trying to get money from television networks so they can eventually pay the players. Yeah, I was just about to say that the, the NCAA uh, is on the at the precipice of being completely and totally irrelevant. Oh, the, the NCAA is 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 a dead entity walking. Irrelevant. It is it is almost done. And you know what? Good, because the NCAA has been getting over for far far too long. So it needs to die a very public and violent death as far as I'm concerned. But all they had to do, all you had to do was pay the players. Yeah. All they had to do was pay the players, do yep. the right thing, and they didn't do that, which is why they are bleeding profusely right now. And good Amen. for them. Preach it, brother. Preach it. Oh, that's a good one. I'm glad you brought that up, brother. I completely forgot about that. Uh, you want to jump into some juice? Let's get to the juice. It is a segment where we take a topic and we squeeze every ounce out of it. You know, <laughs> the juice. I don't know why I feel like I have to explain everything today. But I feel like it's fine. I feel like it's fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, who knows? Somebody may be listening for the first time. You that know, is that's true. And if you are, that, welcome. Where have you been? That's an that's a old uh, 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 radio tenant. It's okay to explain it because somebody's hearing it for the first time. What is radio? I've never heard of that. <laughs> well, I mean, th- this, this is kind of an overarching thing. We, we started talking about it at the, at the top of the show. But, I mean, now the Supreme Court is, listen, they can say all they want that it's not a political body. Maybe it wasn't a political body 50 years ago, but it definitely is now. And at, with a 6-3 to three conservative supermajority, uh, these guys are poised to overturn a half century's worth of legal precedent and rights gained by certain people in this country. And I'm just going, this is insane. Like, it's a real thing. We just, ha- we just saw Roe v. Wade overturned. We just saw them strike down the New York law that ma- now makes it legal for anybody to carry a concealed weapon without any sort of... Uh, explanation or permit or whatever you just buy your gun you can carry it so anybody any age can carry a gun anywhere they want to and not tell anybody about it but then on the dockets and i'm not making this up these are the things they have explicitly talked about revisiting from your boy uncle clarence thomas himself (laughs) he's talked about going back and revisiting um supreme court precedents regarding sexual privacy, the sodomy laws, uh, basically the idea that you could be put in jail for having sex with someone in a way that they don't deem uh, morally correct. Segregation, now on the table, again, it could be back up to the states. Same-sex marriage, potentially same-sex adoption. Um, I I saw a woman who is a a far-right-wing conservative um, um, lobbyist asshole. Oh, sorry. Yes, that too. <laughs> she, but I mean, she talked about having a prayer circle with the conservative justices. I saw one, um, one um, congressional representative lamenting Rod, lamenting the separation of church and state, and so many of these uh, right wing and conservative. Uh, uh, national representatives in the Senate and in Congress, mm. so so many of them are saying, why should there be any separation between church and state? And no one seems to be scared of this shit. And the fact of the matter is, with a 6-3 majority, lifetime memberships on the court, there's not a single thing anybody can do about it. 
So with that said, is American democracy over? And if it is, what country are you moving to? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll start with the first question. Is American democracy over? Can I answer that question after the 2024 presidential election? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. It ain't because, looking good, right? <laughs> because if, uh, if a Democrat is not uh, the holder of the executive office here in the United States of America, then American democracy is going to be like the NCAA. It's going to be. <laughs> we are probably going to have to uh, call a priest because last They should have paid the players, right? They should have paid the players. It don't look good. Oh, it don't man. look good. I, you know what I what I find to be, um, and, and not, not funny because it's not, but it's just another, it's another uh, illustration of the cognitive dissonance that uh, these idiots and assholes have. Is they used to spend a lot of time braying about activist judges. Yes, sir. Remember, that? Remember activist mm-hmm. judges? You got judges oh, yeah. out there that 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 are are chopping up the Constitution. You got yeah. judges out there that are are leaning headlong into their beliefs and their activism and, and subverting the will of the people and, and the rule of law. Yep. You don't hear anything strangely from those right-wing people about the activist judges on the Supreme Court. Uh-uh. And they are clearly, clearly doing the bidding of yes. a, 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 I believe, a minority of people that unfortunately have a, a great amount of power yeah. Um, and they they are carrying their water. They are doing their evil bidding. And uh, this country is becoming uh, less safer, in my opinion, uh, because of it. This country is becoming less tolerant uh, <clears throat> because of it. This country is uh, is becoming less understanding and less acceptive, accepting of the people that it needs to be understanding, accepting and protective of people, uh, 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 minorities and, and the disenfranchised, so to speak. So um, it is sobering to watch this happen in real time. Crazy. Um, it would be great to wake up one day and this not be the case, but that, that's not going to happen. What, what the, this, this current reality we are living in is the result of, it's, it, it was the stated goal of the Republican party and the, the extreme right wing faction of the Republican party, which is now the dominant paradigm in the Republican party. This is their stated goal 30 years ago. And these motherfuckers pulled it off. Yep. And a lot of people didn't think that it was going to happen and it is happening. And I think a lot of people are scared. Um, I think a lot of people are concerned. A lot of people are paying attention. Is that, is, is that, that, that concern in, and those things is that going to manifest itself in 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 the right people being voted in in the midterm elections coming up this fall? Um, I don't know. Mm-mm. I hope so, man. I hope so. But where am I moving to? I'm moving anywhere. I'm staying in the great state of California <laughs> where we have uh, the right people doing the right thing. I ain't going. Yeah. Damn all I, that. I ain't going nowhere. I I am. Uh... I'm incredibly nervous about all this stuff, um, more so than at any point in my life. But see, I, I guess it's just the black in me. I've 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 never trusted that any of this stuff would stay static. <clears throat> I mean, all you gotta do is, you know, what I'm saying, people just pay attention. All you gotta yeah. do is pay attention. 
If you pay attention, you'll see what they're trying to do. They will you tell see. you. Yeah. They, 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 have, they are saying the quiet part out loud now. Mm-hmm. Which, and, mm-hmm. and that's how you know these fuckers are feeling themselves. They, they, they feel bold enough to say what they want to say because they know they're, they feel, I shouldn't say they know, they feel that there yes. are going to be no repercussions. And, they, and there has been no evidence mm-hmm. to the contrary for the, to them to feel uh, the, uh, the opposite way. But they are very vocal and, and and have been. Like I said, for 30 years, this was the stated goal yes. of of of, uh, of the Republican Party. So they've been telling you. They yeah. haven't been hiding it. And and I think that, that as awful as this is, that that is that's how these fuckers have, have ended up in this position to where it seems like they're winning. Yeah. Is that they are very upfront and obvious. They are very sneaky and deceptive behind the scenes, but they are very upfront and obvious, and and that speaks to a lot of uh, a lot of people. But yeah. like I said, they're now they're saying the really ugly part, the quiet part out loud, yeah. and 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 that that's how you know you're dealing with people who who feel as though that they can't be stopped, and that's the frightening part about it. And, and there really is no way to stop them at this point because. That majority is going nowhere. Them, those people are going to be there for the next 40 years. And uh, there's not going to be a lot of uh, the idea of needing to rely on a change in the presidency <laughs> in order to make a difference. Oh, we're screwed. Well, I mean, it, it, there's a couple of ways, though, we, we could do it. And this is going to take this, this, is, this is going to take some balls. Uh, abolish the filibuster. Start to do that. Yeah, you do right. That, you abolish the filibuster. You could take care of some things and then you expand the Supreme Court. But you can only do that if you abolish the filibuster. But that's the that, that like Social Security is the third rail of politics. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Democratic Party does not want to abolish the filibuster because they feel like if they do that, um, then it's really going to set off some fireworks. And and because they are cowards and they want to stay uh, in office. And I'm talking about the Democrats. They all yeah. want to stay in office. They're all cowards. Yeah. But um, particularly in this for this conversation right now, the Democrats, they don't they don't they don't. If you support uh, support abolishing the filibuster and you're a part of it, they feel like they're going to get voted out of office. Yeah, and they're not going to do that. And and I'll say another thing with these uh, Democrats, and I don't think they're all liberals, so I don't call them liberals. But with <laughs> these Democrats, um, I think the blessing and the curse of th- that particular party is its thought diversity and the yeah. uh, willingness. Yeah the willingness to call out and in many cases to eat their own. Mm-hmm. Like the, the one thing about conservatism is that, and, and I'm not making this up. This is a scientific study about the conservative mind versus the liberal mind, because the conservative mind is a mind that's inclined to follow. It seeks leadership and authoritarianism. It, sure. Yeah. That's what it seeks. That's what it looks up to. And so they're not inclined to break ranks. Like they, th- that group is going to stick together no matter how much they differ on issues. Mm-hmm. Overall, mm-hmm. they're still going to sit together. Whereas it's a hot ment- mentality for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. That other side, they're willing, like, motherfuckers voted in Barack Obama, but they turned on him right away too. Yeah. They, tu- I mean, they will turn on their own quickly because there, there's never a cohesive strategy to get the things done that are most well, important to them. Remember, you used to have moderate Republicans, and now you don't have them. Not at all. They, they, they are all now um, extreme right-wing yep. Republicans. Yep. But yep. you do have <clears throat> liberal Democrats, mm-hmm. moderate Democrats, progressive leftist Democrats, Democrats. Yeah. And leftist Democrats. And what have we seen over the past couple of election cycles? We've seen the moderates and the progressives 
just fight each other openly in public. Yep. <laughs> and and yep. and that didn't help the situation. Uh, you know, the the liberals and the, and the the moderates. You know, you have some conservative Democrats too. Although you know, I guess you call them libertarians. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, we th- there there are fractions in the Democratic Party factions mm-hmm. uh, that lead to fractional thoughts in the Democratic Party. You don't have that in uh, in the Republican Party. But again, this is something this this has been 30 years in the making uh, and and they have pulled it off. And <clears throat> it is it, it, it I, I don't I don't I don't it, it is not an admirable thing. I don't want to make it sound like it's good, but damn, it, these fuckers pulled it off. Yeah, dude. They're pulling it off. It's like, wow, they yeah. they really did that. Yeah. Are doing they, that. They stuck together and they made it they they got what they wanted. Remember remember the tea party. And everybody yes. looked at the tea party like, look at these fucking morons. Yeah. Now they're the <laughs> they're the people in charge. Yeah, and, and there I think that most of this occurred because of um, a national apathy towards politics, towards um, civic, being civic minded. Mm-hmm. All the things that are important to, that we claim as Americans that we value, there's an apathy towards it. And voting is the most fundamental right that you can have, and no one does it. Like, people are so apathetic about voting in anything but the presidential election. Which is how we got yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how that, we got here. That definitely here. didn't help. Uh, don't forget one very important thing that that galvanized the Republican Party. Um, they unified behind absolutely hating Barack Obama. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's yes. what did it. And I'm I'm not I'm not blaming uh, Obama for this. Yeah, of course, no. That, that, that no. would be <laughs> it would be stupid yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that. But he he gave the, the he. The, the, they, their racist sides came out and they all mm-hmm. found a way that even if you're moderate, even if you're extreme, even if you, they could all get behind the fact that this black man being president was more than any, than they could bear. Yes, sir. That's what galvanized them. And maybe, just maybe, although I don't see it happening, you know, did did the Trump presidency, did that galvanize the Democrats? I think it did to get, it did. To, to, to get to Biden get him out. Uh, elected to get him out, I, th- I yeah. think is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, but is is that going to be enough to either get him reelected or or if they go with an, another nominee, which I don't believe that uh, that they will. You want to talk um, about a lightning bolt? That will be one. If they primary Joe Biden, that will be incredible. He would. He, I, don't, I don't. They won't primary him. He would have to. He'd have to pull the Lyndon Johnson and 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 not seek the nomination. Yeah, he would. Have, that's, that's, that's what I would what, want to happen. But yeah, but he—they're—they're they're not going to primary him. They—they they won't do that. That would be—that'd oh. be suicide. At, at that point, American democracy is over. If they primary him, that's—that's when—that's when it's a wrap. Yeah, dude, it's—it's uh, it's really frightening that, again, it's—it's. It's, I can't even blame the politicians. Like they're doing what they do, but the fact that this nation as a whole has decided that they're okay with this, because that's essentially what it's been, that they're okay with this. It's fucking scary. Yeah, we still live in a society though where everything's comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the internet, we got television shows and mu- music on demand. Now people bring us food from wherever to our house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Side still note, a comfortable, Rob. it's still Side a comfortable note. existence, even though 
Side the, note: the world seems to be uh, convulsing. You know, every hour on the hour. Side note is that uh, Grubhub it now comes free with Amazon Prime. I saw that. I did. As that. you are. <laughs> I mean, listen, man, you got to you got to keep the masses, you know, satiated and sedated. <laughs> you know? Hey, man, listen, bread and circuses. You know, those weren't just two words put together for the hell of it. It's that's that's a real deal. You know, you yes, you, you, you keep the populace, uh, you keep them fed, you keep them entertained. You could get away with a lot of shit when you do that. For sure. Oh my lord. <laughs> and I am so happy that this podcast is a part of the circus aspect yes, yes, of the sir. bread and circuses um, uh, point of view, so to speak. Another quality hang indeed. Hope you enjoyed the, uh, hope you enjoyed the program. We do this uh, pretty much every week and uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at quality hang at quality hang pod. Also on Instagram, we haven't been kicked off yet. No, uh, like fake Drake and also on <laughs> TikTok. Uh, my man, enjoy your time uh, in the mountains. Uh, watch out for Bigfoot. I hear that he's out there. <laughs> <laughs> but if you see him, tell him I said hello. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Enjoy your time. Uh, enjoy your family. Enjoy life. And we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for hanging. Bye. <laughs>